Hello, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of Shaking and Crying for today, February 27th, 2018. I'm Rob Roberts. And I'm Aria Snark, but you can call me Victoria if you're nasty. Thanks for checking out our show dedicated to geek culture, pop culture, and me trying to break the Guinness World Record for the number of times a single person can say fuck on a podcast. Well, good luck with that in your fucking efforts to fucking do that. Fuck yeah. Fuck. Uh, I think this show should also be dedicated to Lady Gaga. Yes. Because I fell down a Gaga wormhole on the internet just before doing taping tonight because so sometimes we think we're going to talk about one thing and we end up cutting it. So Victoria was going to talk about, I don't know, I guess they're adding a song called Monster to the Frozen musical or something like that. Yeah, they're adding like um, they're adding a few new songs because, you know, in the original movie, they only had like four, uh, four or five. And like they usually do that with um, when they do Disney movies from movie to Broadway. Um, so like Aladdin got a few new ones and then like, um, what is it? Beauty and the Beast got that song Human Again and a few others. So okay, yeah, they well, do this the, every once the in a story while. got cut. The story- <laughs> But the point Sorry. was, oh, it's fine. So you, uh, you, you mentioned that the song was called Monster, and I just replied. I put definitive version of Monster, and I replied with Lady Gaga's Monster, which would be the which correct is answer. True. Yeah, cr- which is true. And um, that just then, like, you know how like YouTube will autoplay stuff. Like, usually I hate that shit, but then like it started playing Judas, and then I was like, oh, I want to look up like Lady Gaga videos. And then I'm watching um, Bad Romance, and I'm like, I still remember. When Victoria and I used to do the bad romance dance before Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show on stage. We would. We'd we, be listening to it in the car, and then, like, we'd be driving and both of us doing the choreography because we're fucking nerds. Like, we're fucking 12-year-old girls, like, <laughs> learning. The- I would do this shit, like, when I would listen to Spice Girls when I was, like, in sixth grade. Here I am, fucking 10, 15 years later, still doing that shit. 35 and memorizing dances of MTV Queens. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Well, no fucks given. Now, now I'm pushing 40, but this was five years ago. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It is fine. This is all fine. So, yeah, you've had a more. How was your week, babe? Oh, it was it was all right. I had a I had kind of a quiet weekend. I did the Pokemon thing, uh, collecting Pokemon right. downtown because um, they do that uh, big nerd event, the community day. So Can you feel me judging you? Yeah, a little bit, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, and then fuck. Friday, Friday was kind of a weird day. Uh, not to get all like you know sad, but Friday, Friday was would have been my mom's birthday. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, I know this is a newer podcast, so a lot of you had not heard the saga, you know, from OLR, my other show, for years. But uh, my I lost my mom uh, in July last year, so uh, that sucked. So this is the first. Um, was the first birthday that she had without her. So the first year is always the hardest. Like my dad died when I was mm-hmm. 17. So like yeah. that first year is always the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I so. guess I'm kind of going through that right now, but we went, uh, it was myself, my husband, uh, my sister and my dad. We all went to one of my mom's favorite restaurants. We went to Chevy's. Oh, oh <laughs> yay. I know. I know Gail likes Chevy's. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why my mom likes Chevy's cause Chevy's like Chevy's isn't really that good. Like it's not, it's really not. It's like, it's Chevy's. How do you, I don't, do they have Chevy's nationwide? How do you define Chevy's? Chevy's is Mexican food ruined by white people. That's in the worst possible way. Cause yeah. I mean like Taco Bell is Mexican food ruined by white people, but like at least Taco Bell's kind of good. Well, Taco Bell's like its own food group. Like I could, I wouldn't even call Taco Bell Mexican food. Taco Bell is like Mexican adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Mexican ish. Mexican ish. <laughs> 
have tacos and burritos, but then they have other shit, and they're like making up words, and no, you're they, like, they have fucking okay. French fries now, didn't you hear? They have what? It's like nacho French fries or something. Something ridiculous. Fucking fucking uh, ta- Taco Bell. At least they know their their audience. Like they know they cater to stoners. So at least like they make stoner food for no. the stoners who go there. Oh no, you know who caters to stoners big time? Jack in the box. Jack in the box. That is like you they literally sell a like and I, I'm not a pot smoker, but I obviously I know tons of people that do. Um and uh I, I just I can't help but notice like when I go to Jack in the Box, like they sell these packs. They're only available after ten PM wink, and it's like two mozzarella it- sticks, two jalapeno poppers a taco, uh, some French fries, and a partridge in a pear tree. Like, it's everything. And it's called the munchy meal. Yes. Like, do you remember that Jack in the Box commercial where Jack was going through the drive-thru, like, super late at night, and then, like, his little dashboard guy came to life, and it was a stoner? <laughs> no, I don't. I... Oh, no, it was the other way around. It was, it was, it was a stoner going through the drive-thru, and then little Jack in the Box, like, bobblehead thing he had on his dashboard was talking to him. No, That's I fast forward commercials, honey. Oh, okay. Well, that was it was a few years ago, but whatever. Fair enough. If yeah. Betty White's not in it, I don't care. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's that's how I feel. If Betty White or Beyonce's not in it, I don't give a shit. So you had a more yeah. like you had a more exciting way. Well, first off, you're 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 not gonna be here by the time most people hear this, right? You're Yeah, I will be in Seattle when uh or at least yeah, when most people hear this, because we we upload Tuesday night. And so most people hear it Wednesday. So, yeah, I will be in Seattle on Wednesday. Yeah. So you're going to your uh, Comic-Con, right? Yeah, I'm going to Emerald City Comic-Con Thursday through Sunday. And then on Wednesday, actually, I'm going to drive out to Aberdeen and go see my grandpa, who I haven't seen since I was, like, 19. Where the hell is Aberdeen? Is that by Twin Peaks? Like, where is that in that part of Washington? It's more – it's west, so it's, like, right on the water. West. Um, It's where Kurt Cobain was from. Oh, I didn't even think you could go west of Seattle. I thought you were, like, in the water if you went west. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, like, it's a little bit southwest, so it's, like, an hour and a half away from where I'm staying. Um, And, yeah, so I'm borrowing my my friend's wife's car, and I'm going to drive out and see my grandpa, who I haven't seen since I was 19. Oh, that'll be really nice. I bet your grandpa's going to love that. Oh, yeah, he's super excited. He was like, well, it's a shame you're not coming out on Friday because that's when they have the seafood buffet. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> Grandpa. That's important. That is, that's it's important. T- look. It's important shit. How, how old is your grandpa? Uh, he's a few years older than my grandma, so he's like, I think he's like 75. Okay, that's, that's the type of shit I'm going to be looking forward to at 75. Like, ooh. That's the kind of shit I look forward to now. Today, today is steak and shrimp senior discount at the Sizzler. Get you some scrimps at the Sizzler. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yesterday, well, actually, no. So Saturday, I finished my costume that I've been making. So that's exciting. Congratulations! I was, so I saw the, so I saw the snaps time. of the before and after of your place. That cracked me yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, so like my living room, I posted the uh, I posted one of the snaps on Instagram. Um, so my place actually looked like the post-apocalyptic Joanne's that I talked about last week, mm-hmm. um, because so much fabric went into it. Like there was just fabric all over my living room floor, and there was no sense in trying to keep it organized because like how was I going to keep that disaster organized? Um, so I was able to clean it all up and I got all my, the bulk of my sewing done. I have to do a couple more things on it, but like the bulk of the, I could wear it now if I wanted to, if I wasn't going to be a perfectionist about it. So 
Yay! Well, I'm um, I'm looking forward to seeing the pictures of you all greened up and in the costume. You're doing a panel at Com. At, I am. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know so, you were that in touch with everybody that you're getting on panels and shit. That's awesome. Well, my friend, uh, my friend Caitlin, um, she used to live here in LA, and she is doing a panel called "Everybody Starts Somewhere: Like Cosplay at Any Level." Um, so she's doing this panel, and um, I asked her. I said, "Well." Hey, do you happen to like? Do you happen to know if anybody has an extra Saturday ticket? Because I didn't have a Saturday badge. Um, I'd like to go and I'd like to see your panel. And she's like, "Oh, I think I can. I think I can get you a speaker badge." And like, we'll just add you to the panel. So, yeah. So she got me uh, her a speaker badge and added me to her panel. So now I get to go and talk about cosplay and um, how I started because like I'm pretty much self taught um, and I've been doing it for about two and a half, three years now. Yeah, I was going to so, say, that that wasn't really a thing you were into when you lived up here and we, you know, got to hang out more often when you when you lived up here. You weren't really into that yet. Like, I kind of... No, not really. I feel like that was kind of maybe bubbling underneath. Like, you always had, like, an interest maybe in it, but you didn't yeah. really, like, jump into cosplay. Like, I feel like you had an interest in fashion and Project Runway, but, like, every gay, and yes, you're a gay... Just not yeah, actually I'm a gay, gay man on the inside. Yeah. So, like, uh, every gay has an interest in Project Runway of some sort. So I just figured that this was something you were going to get into eventually. But I just didn't – I didn't really connect it with cosplay until – and then I was like, oh, oh, she letting her nerdy side out. Yeah, I mean, I um, – you know, because I did Rocky and stuff, like, that was my – that was my way to get like my creativity out. I was able to go and do that. So, and then like, then I, when I moved to San Francisco, I was doing burlesque and you know, that was another way to let out my creativity. But now that I'm here, I'm not doing Rocky or burlesque and I needed something to do or people were going to die. Cause I was going to like explode and, and you know, I needed something, I needed an outlet. Sure. And so, um, like everybody needs an outlet, be it video games or cosplay or whatever you're into. Um, or 500 so, podcasts huh? or 500 podcasts. Or 500 podcasts and gaming and all the shit that you do. But, um, yeah, so I was able to do that. And my roommate uh, had gotten into it while she was living in London. And it all really started at D23 2015. That's, like, the first time I actually really, like, went ham and cosplayed and, and did all went. that. So, like, I'd done a few things here and there, but not really – like to the level that I'm at now. You went all in too, because that's when you did like the, you wore the black and white body paint that was like kind of influenced by detox on drag race and did the full on mus musketeer, mouseketeer, right? Yeah. So I had done the mouseketeer thing for one of the Halloween parties at Disneyland, like a couple years before that. Um, and then when I found out that the original mouseketeers were going to be at D23 that year, I decided that I was going to bust it out again. And, um, it was, it was really cool. Like, uh, one of the Mouseketeers, I believe it was Sherry. Uh, when she saw me, when she was coming out, she gasped and went, Oh my gosh, she's in black and white. So it was really, it was really cool. I love that. That's great. And so of yeah. course that attention led to, Oh, I should do this more often. I know you. I know. Well, yeah, I mean that it's just, it was just really fun. And like, I've met some really awesome people because of it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm able to, you know, it's it's just it's a fun little creativity, little little hobby thing, and you know, I've I've gone I've gone all in on the cosplay thing. Well, so. if it, if any of our listeners are going to Emerald City Comic Con, go say hi to Victoria. But you know, don't yeah. be creepy. Don't be creepy. Um. Also, uh, yesterday, I bought a new car. <laughs> well, that's something you don't hear every day. You bought you well, bought a new car or a new to you car. New to me car. That's, New to me. I went to good. CarMax and that's bought a used car. Yeah. Well, I didn't even um, realize you needed a new-ish a new -ish car. Oh, girl. 
Oh, it was it was bad. So my um, I had a I had a Chevy Cobalt, and then the transmission blew on it, and um, it was more money than the car was worth. So I was like, just keep it, you know, like I don't want it. Um, and so I was out of a car for a while, and my aunt had um, had just gotten a new car, and they wouldn't take her old one as a trade in, so she gave me her old one, and. Uh, it didn't have air conditioning and the speakers didn't work and the driver's side and passenger side door doesn't open from the outside. Oh God. And uh, what else? The oil pan is leaking. So the check engine lights on, but like every time I put oil in it, it just goes right through it. Um, <laughs> so like it's on its last legs. And because I live in LA where public transit is shit, um, you need a good reliable set of wheels. So I, with my tax return, I went to get a used car and now I have a 2008 Honda civic. Oh, uh, yeah. My car's name is Madame Leota. <laughs> uh, and I'm pretty sure that purgatory is basically sitting in a car dealership waiting to sign your paperwork to buy your car. Cause it took for fucking ever. <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah, it's a long affair. I mean, as much as they really want to sell you the car, it takes forever to fill out all the damn paperwork. Somebody told me, I don't know if this is true or not because I still rent, but somebody told me buying a house is less painful than buying a car. Oh <laughs> I refuse God, to believe that. But um, but yeah, so I have a new car and uh, it has air conditioning and it has butt warmers and Ooh. cruise control and it's a much needed upgrade from my old car, which I named Violet Beauregard because she's round and blue and a pain in the ass. So <laughs> I had uh, we were we're almost car twinsies because my well my last car was a Honda Civic, but um, uh, listeners may not know this. My husband Alan just got his driver's license at the age of thirty eight, so he, he got it a little bit later in life because you know he grew up in an area where transit didn't suck. So he was, you know, able to make that work for a long time, but then he moved to Sacramento and it's like, wow, it doesn't work here. Um, so essentially long story short, he got his license and I was like, okay, this is a great excuse. Now you can take this car and I'm going to go buy me a new car. Cause I just, yeah. Was around the time I, I got a new job too. So I was like, I'm going to go buy myself a present. Do it. And yeah, you got a, you got yourself a Prius cause you're, Prius driver now. I did, yeah. I'm one of those guys now. But here, look, it comes down to gas prices. I was like, yo, if I don't have to fill up my tank like once every two weeks, I will be a Prius owner. I don't give a fuck what people think. Yeah, I mean, as long as you don't drive like one of those asshole Prius drivers that like, it seems like nine out of 10 people who drive a Prius can't fucking drive. So as long as you're not that nine out of 10 people, then, you know, good. Bitch, I might be. You save the environment. <laughs> No, it's it's always the it's always the BMWs and the uh, Lexuses that cut me off on the freeway. It's always... oh yeah yeah, I've pretty much decided living in LA that if you drive a luxury car, I hate you. <laughs> like, not because you're a bad person or anything, but just because you drive like an asshole, and just because you drive a expensive car doesn't mean you can just cut people off and drive like a dick well, or drive in the drive on the shoulder during traffic because you want you have some place to be that's super important. Speaking Ugh. of luxury car, I think part of the reason I got a Prius is that what I really wanted was a Tesla. Ever since I rode uh. in my friend's Tesla, I was like, I want a fucking Tesla. But, you know, that's not the reality of how much money I make. So I was like, I'll get yeah. a poor man's Tesla. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was honestly like I was looking at um, seeing how much a Chevy Volt would cost because I know those are really good cars. 
Yeah, That's like elect- the Chevy version of a Tesla. Electrics are sure up and coming. It's going to be interesting. Can you can you imagine like and I know we we need to get to the news here, but can you imagine like in probably like 25 years, like gas stations are going to be a thing of the past? I know. It's crazy. Isn't that weird to think about? I mean, I don't know. So like weird. It seems that way. Maybe not. Maybe we're not there yet. I mean, maybe it'll be more like 50 years, but there is going to come a time when gas stations are going to be a relic. And it's like, what are they going to there, There's a gas station on like every other fucking corner. Like, what are they going to use of that space? Right? Yeah. That'd be crazy. The future is here. Maybe like car charging stations or something. Maybe. Maybe. Where you can knows? like, you can like zap your car charged in a second or something. <laughs> the future is here. I don't know. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into some news. We'll talk about what's been okay. going on this week and uh, in the news. Uh, okay, so I'm going to apologize a little bit because usually I try to keep the gaming stuff to OLR, and I don't bring the gaming stuff over here, but this one's this one's too good. And we didn't talk about it on OLR, even though it was just this past week. So I'm going to talk about it here, so deal with it. Um, Ugh. But, oh, no, here's the thing, though. It has to do with uh, the gaming's version of the Academy Awards. Which I didn't know that was a thing. And here's the thing. Having done a commentary, you know, insight-based show for over 15 years, neither did I. But apparently How is that possible? the Dice Awards are actually – and I've heard of the Dice Awards, but I didn't know this was supposed to be kind of like gaming's version of the Academy Awards. And I say this is timely because what do we have coming up this Sunday now that the Olympics are over? Academy Awards. The actual Academy Awards, right? So having – done gaming forever and ever like you know there's always kind of been that question out there of is there ever going to be an awards ceremony like the academy awards but but for gaming and there's been like attempts like there was an attempt um like spike (laughs) spike tv which is you know where you see like american ninja warrior and i don't monster truck shows they had like a gaming award show but it was like it was like the mtv video music awards but for games it was really lame it was really yeah. lame like they would b- bring these people up on stage that had nothing to do with games like cute models and young actors that were like fuck yeah madden and it's like ugh. yeah it's not <laughs> like it's, oh you oh honey like you're you're like a, like a gaming posers basically it's, like you don't it's, you don't play games it's not even you tried it's there was an attempt and that's yeah it's that's what happened so anyhow, uh, but but I will say, um, you know, since that Spike TV thing kind of faded, uh, one of the big uh, journalists in the gaming industry side, Jeff Keighley, has put together this other award show that's called the Game Awards, and that happens in the wintertime around November, December, and um, he's been doing it now, I think, uh, in its current form, I think they've done it for about two years in its online-only form where it's not on TV. So they only show it on, like, YouTube and Twitch TV and these these places. But actually, it's not bad. Like, having watched it, like, they really try to cut a lot of that, like, poser garbage out of it. And they really mm-hmm. keep the gaming celebrities to the gaming celebrities. And people that I don't expect maybe you to know, like Hideo Kojima. But, like, he's, nope. a, he's a fucking rock star in video games. Do you know who Dale okay. Kojima? No. Have you ever? Why would, heard... I, who, why would I know who that is? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Metal Gear? No. Okay. All right. It's it's a big series. Have you? Do you know who Miyamoto is? I know the name, but I don't know. Like I've heard that name before, but I don't know who that is or what he does. Because he's a big guy at Nintendo that made Mario Brothers, basically. Oh, okay. That's dad. why I know it. There you go. There we go. All right. I well... know Mario Brothers. <laughs> Yay! We're making progress. <laughs> Mario so, Brothers 3 was my favorite game when I was a kid. 
Was it? Okay, well, mm-hmm. at least you have a favorite game. And you you yeah. game a little bit. I mean, you you do the D and D. That's that's adjacent to video games. Yeah, yeah. That, I know. Like I, yesterday, we were supposed to go to my friend's house to um like roll uh roll our character stats for a new game we're gonna start playing. So <laughs> <laughs> how excited! What new game are you gonna play? Uh, we're gonna play another version of D and D, but like. Somebody had written um, a new character class, and it's the princess class. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a motherfucking princess, like <laughs> dibs. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start a small campaign uh, with me and three of my girlfriends, and we're gonna we're gonna play D and D, and I'm gonna be a pr- motherfucking princess. I I really feel like you guys not recording this. Do you drink when you do it? Do you get drunk off boxed wine in D and D? No, because usually like we play during the day, and then like oh. we need to drive home afterwards. So okay, fair enough, fair enough. But I really feel like this is a missed opportunity that you're not recording this in some fashion or another. Like I'm just saying. Yeah. Like yeah, it's usually me just rolling my eyes at another character, and I'm just like, God fucking damn it, I hate you. <laughs> like that's pre- usually how it goes. Pretty girls playing D and D, like no boys allowed. Like there's a market for that for people to eavesdrop yeah, on is. that. Trust me. <laughs> we should do that. Maybe we should start a Twitch channel or something. Yeah, you need to you need to pitch something for Vog Network or something. So I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, seriously. All right. So anyway. anyway. Uh, where was I? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I was going to get to this quote here. So uh, the president of the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences is Megan Siavo. And uh, he, uh, she said that this isn't necessarily surprising that there really isn't like an official Oscars Emmys type of thing. Quote, in my opinion, our audience is the industry. That's who I care about. If the industry wants to watch our awards on Twitch or YouTube, great. Having that wider gaming audience isn't important to me right now. The Academy serves the industry and that's who I'm going to serve. So, I mean, it kind of just sounds like they don't really care to have an award show that's like the prestige of the Oscars. And maybe gaming doesn't need one. I'm kind of trying to think, like, why is it that people, like, flock to the Oscars and watch the Oscars? Like, what is it? Is it the celebrities? Is it the fact that you get to see clips from movies that you maybe haven't seen yet? Like, what is it? And to be fair, I haven't watched the Oscars in, like, 15 years. And it's not because I'm a hater. It's because I have another Sunday night commitment every year. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. Like, what is it that draws people to the Oscars? Do you watch? I like, well, I, I like watching the um, the performances of the original songs. Oh, I that's like, what I like. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, yeah, but uh, speaking of the Oscars, um, how the actual fuck is the boss baby nominated for best animated feature i mean it's gonna get its ass handed to it by coco because if you saw coco like oh my fucking god that movie's amazing but like how the fuck is the boss baby nominated for a fucking oscar i have no idea wasn't there some movie that didn't get nominated and then boss baby fucking gets nominated instead lego lego batman is the one that didn't get nominated and it should have been it should like it should have been nominated over the fucking boss baby imagine being the one animated movie that came out all year that didn't get nominated because the boss baby got nominated instead i mean at least it wasn't the emoji movie that got nominated instead of the boss oh like but like honestly though um and you know you know uh they offered um what's his name uh peel from key and peel they offered him the role of poop in (laughs) that movie and that's what made him decide he didn't want to act anymore and that's why he did get out (laughs) 
I did not know that. Didn't Patrick yeah. Stewart take that role? Patrick Stewart took the role, but <laughs> they offered it to to him, and he was like, "What the fuck? No!" Like, what the fuck? And, like, that pissed him off so much that he was like, I'm not acting anymore. So he did. He decided he wanted to, to, to write and direct. And now he's nominated for, like, a buttload of Oscars because of Get Out. So something good did come out of the Emoji movie, sort of. It did, yeah. <laughs> I still need to see that movie, Get Out, not Emoji movie. That movie can die in hell. Yeah, but... I, I haven't seen Get Out yet, but that's just because I saw a whopping two movies in the theater, like, in the past entire year. So I'm already yeah. I'm already ahead of my record because I've seen three this year, and so I have th- seen three award nominated, three best picture nominees, um, and I, I get out is on my list. My friend's supposed to let me borrow her Blu-ray, so I want to see that. And then there was another one I wanted to see um, that was on the list. I, I Tanya. I want to see I Tanya, but that wasn't a best picture nominee. It wasn't. No, I don't think it was. I think it only got nominated for um, Alice and Janney and uh, Margot Robbie, but I don't think it got a picture nom. Uh, Shape of Water, maybe? I did see... I saw Shape of Water, I saw Call Me By Your Name, and I saw Lady Bird. Oh, okay. And my favorite was Lady Bird, for the record, out of the three. But they were all good. Like, none of... Like, they were okay. all oh, yeah. worthy. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. But, you know, um, on the same vein of movies, uh, so... For those of you who don't know me very well, like I went to school to be an English teacher. So I was an English education major when I was going to San Francisco State and I wanted to teach 11th grade English. And I decided that that career path wasn't the right path for me because one, I hate parents. And two, I say fuck way too much to be a high school teacher. Like, honestly, though. But one of my favorite books that I had to read in 11th grade, and this is one of the books that I was really excited about. Uh, being able to teach was, excuse me, um, Fahrenheit 451. Um, And that is probably like from high school. That's probably my favorite book that I had to read from high school, like for class. And HBO is going to be doing a Fahrenheit 451 movie. And with Michael B. Jordan as Montag. And if you know Michael B. Jordan, he was in, uh, he just did, um black panther he did uh that movie about the shooting at the bart station was a fruit bale oh yeah real station whatever it was yeah um so yeah he's gonna be starring as montag in um the new fahrenheit 451 movie for hbo okay i'm sorry we can't talk about this and not talk about your starring role in that production (laughs) (laughs) at the community college in Fahrenheit 451, okay. you need to tell so this story. I did. I did Fahrenheit. I was I was cast in Fahrenheit 451 uh, because I like to do theater as well. Um, and I played the woman who basically gives Montag his first book and burns herself alive with her books. Now I don't know what it was, what it is about me that said, "Hey, let's trust Victoria with fire." Um, but they gave me a match and some sandpaper to light fire on stage. And I'm like, this is how I die. This is it. (laughs) Like, I'm actually going to burn myself alive with this fucking match. Um, and I had invited a couple of my friends, a bunch of my friends to come see it. And, uh, two of my really good friends came one night. And as soon as I was done with my scene and I was dead, I just hear, Yay! Super quiet. And I'm just like, God fucking damn it. Like, I knew exactly who it was. And I just kind of, I had my eyes closed and I just looked up and I was like, God damn it, I fucking hate you guys. Like, 
<laughs> trying not to laugh because my friends are assholes. Oh, no. I, to- I totally went one day, too. I don't think it was the same day. But I went a different day. And I, I didn't really know the play. And I didn't know what you were doing with it. So I didn't really realize you were going to kill yourself on stage. And, you know, when, when your scene was over, I did want to jump out of my sweet, uh, seat and go, Yes, queen! Yes! Go down and place of glory! <laughs> I actually... I actually died twice in that play. <laughs> really? Yeah, because like I came, so I died the first time when I burned myself alive, and then I come back in the second act as a different character who dies and passes her book along to like the young character in the in the show. Yeah, so, Phoenix Queen, rise from the ashes. Yes, yeah. resurrection. And so I had taken um, when I was living with my ex, we we done a we done a, a Rocky Horror TV show. Uh, so a television themed show and he played Frankenfurter as all of the golden girls. <laughs> um, and so I took one of his Dorothy costumes and I used that. So I was basically Dorothy's born act uh, dying for <laughs> books, which is very fitting. I hope it wasn't prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. No, no, but still. Um, but yeah, so this is definitely one of my favorite shows and favorite books. And, um, I'm really excited to see this movie. Like I was watching the trailer, uh, earlier today and, oh my God, my body is so ready for this movie. Um, yeah, the, the trailer really was, job. the trailer was already better than most of that production I saw. <laughs> yeah. You were yeah. good, honey. You were good. You were good. I know. The guy who played the guy who played the police chief or the fire chief was terrible. Like he had this long, like seven minute monologue, and it was just it oh, it was painful. I wanted to set myself uh-huh. on fire. Yeah, I was like, no wonder fucking everybody tries to die in that move in that play. <laughs> um but um yeah, so Michael Michael Shannon is going to be playing uh, B- uh Beatty, who is the fire chief. Uh, Michael Shannon is also on the Waco show that I've been watching. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see this and see how they, how they take it because it's like, it's a modern, it's a modern take on it. Like they did a movie in the seventies, I want to say, and it's very like, okay, it's very 1970s and just bad, 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 bad. So this, Uh, this new version is starring Michael and Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Michael B. Jordan, Michael Shannon, right. so a bunch of Michaels. Sounds like um, a sitcom. Hmm. Sounds like a sitcom. Michael and Michael. Yeah, yeah. So look for that uh, coming out in May, and I'm sure you'll hear me like fangirling and watching it a million times because oh my god, I love this book so much. And if you haven't read the book, you definitely should. It's a very good dystopian future type of thing where all books are banned. And if you're caught with books, they burn them and you get taken off to jail. So it's very, a very good dystopian, you know, it was banned for a while. So if you like banned dystopian novels, definitely check it out. I can't remember any of the, I don't remember if we had to read that in high school or not. I forget all the books we had to read in high school. Like I didn't, I never liked being forced to read books. I only did okay in high school when like we had some sort of choice over the book we had to read. Like we had to read Brave New World, whatever. We had to read Dandelion Wine. Oh, bleh, bleh. We had to read uh, uh, probably this. But then we got some choices, and I remember um, we had like a little like decades thing where you could do like the 70s, 80s, 90s. So our group had – or we were living in the 90s then, so it was 60s, 70s, 80s. So our group did the 80s, uh, and uh, we read 
uh, we got to choose from a list, and we read and the band played on, which was nice. And they did an HBO movie about that, and um, yeah, it was it was good. That one I liked, even though it was like seven hundred pages. Um, I like I said, I was an English major, and so usually every English class that you take makes you read some Shakespeare play or another, and for whatever fucking reason. For four semesters straight, I had to read King Lear five times in four semesters. I've had to read King Lear so much. I fucking hate that play. <laughs> like, because I had to read it so much. I basically just stopped writing papers and recycling, recycled the ones that I'd already written. Because, like, I, why am I going to, why are we going to beat a dead horse? Like, honestly, I fucking hate king lear at least so they, at least they don't turn king lear into a movie every other year like some other shakespeare stuff like romeo and juliet or something so or hamlet that's so. another play that i hate i hate romeo and juliet Ugh. <laughs> god all right spare me well anyway something that victoria can do when she hates something or when she's watching uh fahrenheit 451 is she is she can post about it to her social media yeah but i don't know if you have this social media do you know what vero is I've seen people posting about it all week, and I, I don't know. I guess it's, it's like the latest fad. I guess you know how, like, these uh, social networks will kind of, like, come and go because everybody's trying to get Facebook and Instagram and all those sites crowned, which, to be fair, like, probably needs to be snatched uh, in some regards. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm getting real sick of, like, Facebook and shit. Like, I'm kind of waiting. Like, I'm kind of kind of that troll living under the bridge waiting for Facebook to get taken down. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of get excited when new stuff pops up. But, of course, we saw Ello, right, come and go real quick. Remember yeah. Peach? I think Peach was around for like five seconds and then it faded. So I don't know. Some people are wondering if Vero is going to come and go too. But here's the weird thing about Vero. It's been around since 2015. But it's oh. just now like skyrocketing in popularity. And I think it's just one of those like uh, the pebble that's turned into a snowball avalanche that's falling down the mountain. Because they're getting so popular right now that as tends to happen with these new social media sites, it's crashing. And people are having a hard time posting and signing up and all this stuff. So uh, Vero is supposed to be the ad-free social network that lets you be yourself. Uh, it is the brainchild of billionaire businessman Ayman Hariri, I hope I said that right, uh, the son of the former Lebanese prime minister. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, basically, he made this site because he was frustrated with the privacy policies of ad-based social networks. So this is designed to be something that's ad-free that eventually they want to charge people, I guess, a subscription fee to use. But they aren't charging it right now. And they're saying like, oh, for the first million people that sign up, there's not going to be a fee or whatever. So that's all kind of interesting. But what is it? So a lot of people are comparing it to Instagram, and I actually did sign up. I'm on there. If you search for Rob Roberts, I guess you could find me. Um, I'm on there on this site. And basically, like, you can't make a text post, but you can make a picture post or a link or a, like, audio, like, a, a, a CD or I guess or iTunes song-based post or movie. Like, basically, you have to pick some form of media and then you can write something like about that media. Like the first thing I put on Vero was, I don't know what to write on this network. So here's a picture of my cat. And it was a picture of Mr. Smush. Um, and then I think I posted, I went to a pizza place after the Pokemon Go thing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try this network again. And I posted mm, pizza, you know, because I was at a pizza place. 
Um, and so apparently what's happening, though, is that people are flocking over to Vero. And some people are saying this is because of Instagram's algorithm. And that Instagram, is, yeah, Instagram has changed things so that now it's all by popularity and it's not in a fucking chronological order. Well, guess what? Vero is in a chronological order. So to many people, it already is more attractive over there. But I guess the question is, is it just going to be one of those flash in the pan things that's not around a week from now? Or is this thing going to have some staying power? I will say having used it, I, I, it is shiny and it's slick when it works. And the fact that it doesn't work right now is going to be the thing that probably ends up killing it because these things have to be reliable in order to work. But I think if they're actually going to charge money for people to use it, like it ain't going to happen. People are not going to pay like five bucks to have an Instagram or a Twitter. It's not going to happen. Um, so I think they should just, I think they should just bite the bullet and put some ads in there. I don't really care if like I have to scroll through an ad for, you know, something on TV or something to get to the rest of the feed. I just scroll right past it anyway. That's what I do on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got sick. I'm sick of the, of the, of the algorithm algorithms on Facebook and Instagram too. Um, but for Facebook, if you, uh, you can download, um, an extension for pretty much every browser, um, called, uh, Facebook purity and you can, um, it, you can set it. So where everything is always shown in chronological order so like my my facebook feed is always in most recent and my my notifications are always in chronological order i need so to I do have, that Just... yeah it's really good and it's free and you know you and it'll you can have it do a bunch of things like my favorite thing about it is you can set it to where you don't see pictures of people's babies <laughs> that's great so like if you don't want to see pictures of people's kids because like why why do i care um <laughs> You know, like, honestly, um, like you can set it to where it'll hide pictures of people's kids and you can set it to where like if somebody deletes you as a friend, it'll tell you who did it. Um, that's what I, it'll, that's what there's I heard. a bunch have, of things you can do. I have friends that use it to track who deletes them. And I was like, oh, but like, I don't know, like my my game that I play is I will you, you get notified on Facebook every once in a while about on this day back in 2010, you wrote this witty thing or whatever. And uh -huh. I'll, I'll just go through the likes. And if you go through who liked your post at the very end, it'll show you add friend, add friend. So it'll show you all the people that used to like your shit, but since broke up with you. Yeah, I had to turn off the I had to turn off the tell me who deletes you feature because I'm like, no, my feelings will get hurt. <laughs> Yeah. I'd rather not know. Yeah. And right now, the way it is on Facebook, like, I'm pretty sure Facebook doesn't show me certain people's posts. And so it leads me to wonder, like, did that bitch delete me? Or did they, do they just not use Facebook? Or what's the deal? Yeah. So, and it's really, like, this Facebook purity thing is really cool because, like, it'll even do it when you go to people's um, profile. So instead of showing uh, stories that you might have missed, it'll put everything in chronological order so you can see everything that they posted if you feel like you've missed some things. Well, so nice. I know the story's about Vero, but like no, Facebook purity is pretty fucking rad. So if you guys don't have it, you guys need to get it because it posts everything in chronological order and you can get, you can basically customize it to where it'll be um, how you want your page to be instead of how Facebook thinks you want your page to be. Exactly. And that's the problem is that it, it is related because why are people flocking to Vero in the first place? Because the social networks aren't keeping what people like and they're making these changes that they think will be popular. And I think the biggest example of this right now is Snapchat. Like 
everybody fucking hates that Snapchat. I don't know anybody that likes that new Snapchat redesign. And yeah. even like, what did they say? Like Snapchat lost like a billion dollars on the stock market because fucking Khloe Kardashian or one of them wrote a fucking tweet that was like, who even uses Snapchat anymore? Something like that. And like Snapchat, but the CEO of Snapchat is like still sticking to it. Like, nope, this is what we're doing because fate, it was too confusing before. And it's fucking confusing now. It's still confusing. I can't explain Snapchat to anybody. I had to have it yeah. explained to me. Like, just, oh my God. Like, I don't, they need to throw out the Snapchat CEO. Like, it's that bad. If the Snapchat yeah. CEO will not let them change it back, they need to oust him. It's that well bad. The problem with social media is that they're all trying to reinvent the wheel. And it's like, you guys, don't tell me what I want to see. Like, I want to see things in chronological order. I can't tell you one person who goes, I like seeing the top stories. I like all my notifications being out of order. I don't know one single person who likes that and who thinks I, it's a good idea. Okay, okay, I'm going to bite. I, I like it on Twitter. Here's the thing. I follow over a thousand people on Twitter. Now, do I really follow a thousand people on Twitter? Mm, I actually have a list that parses that down to like 30 people that I really check up on pretty much every day. So you can kind of filter with the list. But what I do, here's the thing that Twitter does differently and why I like it is that it'll put the like, here's what you missed at the top, but it'll be like 20 tweets. And then underneath that, now here we go back to chronological order. So you're getting both at the same time. You're getting, here's the highlights, and here's everything in chronological order right after it. Yeah, and see, like, I would be okay with that, even. Like, as long as you still give me the option to see things in chronological order. And I know you can go and adjust it to, you can adjust your Facebook to be, like, from most recent stories to, like, the top stories or whatever. But why are you going to always switch it back to be my default to be top stories? Like, I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Ugh, it's so irritating. Fucking social media. Here's the other thing about Twitter, too, is that you know what floats to the top? You know what gets the most likes and stuff, so it's always at the top of my here's what you missed? Hmm. Nudes. Really? Yeah. People's nudes, always. Like, I don't miss a nude, thanks to Twitter's here's what you missed. People are just posting themselves naked on Twitter? Oh, sure. It's the internet. People post themselves naked. I don't want to see that. I don't I, I don't post me naked. I mean, but I there's other people that post themselves naked and go right ahead. Yeah, I guess. Put that shit in your DMs, man. Don't put that out there for everybody to see. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more thing to talk about tonight before we get to. Yeah. Tweets, right. Speaking um, of Twitter. So when I was a teenager, I was super obsessed with Buffy. Um. And for whatever reason, my parents never let me watch it. So, of course, you know, my friend. My friend Nicole would record it for me on VHS, and she was such a good friend that she would stop it during the commercials so I didn't have to watch the commercials. Um, and she'd give me the tape the next day, and then I'd return it to her, and we'd do the whole thing over again. Um, well, Buffy ended back in 2003, I want to say. Um, and since then, they've been doing um, the continuous seasons uh, in comic book form. And I am, I'm sorry to say that I haven't really kept up with it, um, with the comic book aspect of it, but I might, I might see if I can like download the comics just to have, you know, just to catch up and play, play catch up. But what's really exciting is that the, uh, they're coming back for the 12th season 
of Buffy, which is via comic book. And uh, creator uh, Joss Whedon is coming back to write some of the issues for season 12, which is really exciting since he hasn't really been writing since season nine. So Joss Whedon's coming back, y'all. Hell yeah. That's still so weird to me that this show exists not as like a Netflix reboot or something, but like as a comic book. I like it, though, because like that way they don't have to worry about actors aging out because like. Sarah Michelle Gellar is like what forty now. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm not expecting she would still actually be Buffy, but you know, I mean, but you can't really recast Buffy because she's fucking Buffy. You know, like you can't really recast it because well, she's gonna but, be like, who the but, fuck is this bitch? But they did recast Buffy as Sarah Michelle Gellar, and that's what worked. Well, yes, I know, <laughs> but like that's what I mean. Like you can't recast Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy. Like who was the other one? Was it Christy something? I don't know. What's her name? Whatever her name is, she was the, in the movie. It was, I mean, the movie wasn't that great, but the show that came after it, you know, that was that was some groundbreaking TV right there. Um, and uh, so, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer season twelve follows the world-altering finale of season eleven with Buffy and the Scoobies having had a laid-back year in the sa- saving the world department. But as they've learned over the years of fighting the forces of darkness and thwarting many an apocalypse, nothing stays quiet for, lo- for long. When Don and Xander's housewarming party is crashed by some familiar faces with news of an amassing force that must be reckoned with, Buffy finds herself in a time warp that could alter the fate of the world and could uh, spell the end for Buffy, her friends, the Slayers, forever. Also, I guess this, they jump forward a year in, the, in season 12 and now Buffy's a mom. So, Whoa. like, she's got a baby girl, and I don't know who the fuck the father is, because apparently she'd been dating Spike, and Spike's a vampire, and vampires aren't supposed to have kids, but Angel had a kid, so who the fuck knows? Well, maybe um, season 13, she'll go on the Maury Povich show to figure that all out. Yeah, that's, you are the father, Spike. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so season 12 of Buffy um, is going to go on sale on June 20th. There's only going to be four uh, four four issues though, so I guess it's going to be a quick season. Um, and yeah, so I guess the um, this season twelve is going to see the return of Angel and Illyria from Angel's spinoff series, and my favorite character in all of the Buffyverse, Faith, is my favorite. So oh. she's going to be coming back into season twelve. All right, does, does Faith have a baby too? No. I don't faith would be a terrible mother. <laughs> like she's faith's a little bit of a train wreck and I love her for it, but she's my favorite character in all. Well, of Buffy, I, so. I know a lot of train wrecks with babies. Victoria. That's true. <laughs> I, yeah, that's very, I mean, that's true. Where's the lie. <laughs> all right. Anyhow, let's get to Twitter. Since we made fun of social media earlier in the show, let's uh, beg and plead you to follow us on our Twitter account at Shaking Crying. Notice we had to delete the and because shaking and crying is too long for Twitter. Shaking Crying, if you want to follow us on Twitter. But we are on Instagram. If you want to slide into our DMs over on Instagram, you can do that at Shaking and Crying. You can also. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. You can also leave comments on our show at the Voice of Geeks Network, vognetwork.com. That's vognetwork.com, where this show is based. And there's lots of other fantastic shows there as well, including a brand new show this week. Kind of a similar vibe. It's called The Far Away Near- Nearby. And get this, it's a geeky guy and his gal pal doing a show. Well, Okay, <laughs> we'll have to see. We're we'll have, have to do a, a West Side Story rumble and no, like face no. them off and 
you know, snapping as we walk down the street, just like da 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 da. No, they're they're know, great. They're great. It's a totally different vibe too because they like actually stick to the subject, and we're like squirrel. So it's a very different vibe. Okay. All right. They're not coming for our turf. Don't worry, Victoria. All right. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, moving over to Twitter, we got our first tweet this week from Azet, who tweets us saying, oh, God, it's all about the fucking cereal revelation from last week. I'm getting red to filth on Twitter for my cereal choices. So Azet tweets us saying, F coconut milk with cereal. Recommend unsweetened vanilla almond milk much better. So, and that's what, that's what Alan drinks. Alan likes that unsweetened vanilla almond milk, but I just, I just don't like milk. Why would I want something to taste like milk when I don't like milk? That's like people saying, Rob, you hate mayonnaise with a dirty, dirty, fiery passion of a thousand suns. Have you thought about trying like Miracle Whip? (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) Miracle Whip is way worse. You're, you're missing. No, I, I appreciate the suggestion, but it's, it's just not going to fix the problem that I don't like milk to begin with. Yeah. Um, oh, Krylo tweets us saying no milk was cereal. Bitch, get some almond milk. <laughs> I do it all the time. Vanilla almond milk is just like milk. So apparently all of our listeners are drinking vanilla almond milk and think I need to do the same. Well, you got he my, sent me a, he sent me a DM on Instagram, like to my personal Instagram account He's like, since you don't Twitter, I'm sending you a screen cap of what I sent to Rob. <laughs> and then he sent me that. And I said, I know Rob's a fucking demon. LOL. <laughs> Did he think I wouldn't read it on the show? I'd be like, mm, funny enough, we didn't get any tweets this week. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. I only do that to the most hatefulest stuff. I don't do that. I do that to the people that throw out slurs and stuff, which luckily on this show, we, we're not popular enough to get that yet. So there you go. Well, that's good. I'm bracing for that day. Crossing our fingers and our toes. Uh, Okay, something not about cereal. Uh, This one is from Dark Tetsuya over on Twitter saying, in response to the Harry Potter wands story, which you were talking about last week, and why isn't this already a thing? Actually, something like that does already exist, though there aren't any near us. I give you MagiQuest. So I guess there are these dedicated Magi Quest locations, and it's like a, it's basically a LARP. It's 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 what it is, except it's not actual Harry Potter, but you use an infrared wand to interact with objects that are scattered throughout the location. So like you point a wand at a treasure chest, and the chest will open, awarding gold to a player's account. So huh. uh, there's one located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and then they're in uh, where are they? New Jersey. Tennessee, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Isn't that like Dollywood? That's where Dollywood is. Oh, is that next door to Dollywood? Okay. All right. Oh, girl, girl, get the list. Reasons yeah, right. why we have we got shit to do. Reason why we need to go to Pigeon Forge. Number one, Dollywood. Number two, Magic Quest. <laughs> Hell yeah! It sounds like a damn good vacation to me. I know. I'm excited. So sadly, nothing. Even Canada has one. They have one in Niagara Falls. They don't have any on the West Coast. So oh well, sad. All right. Well, one of these days. I guess, though, oh, no, it says there's a related game in Santa Ana, California, called yeah. Dino Quest. <laughs> huh. By Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, I'll check that out. All right, cool. All right, anyway, one more tweet for us uh, from Nifty Swirl on Twitter, who tweets us saying, Dear Shaking Crying, any advice for first-time hashtag cosplayer? 
Well, I oh. guess I guess this is something that you're going to be getting into a little bit at your convention. But uh, yeah, Nifty Swirl follows this up with the con crunch is real. I have less than a month to figure something out before WonderCon and HavenCon. I thought about doing a Nintendo Labo-inspired robot look. Uh, you wouldn't know what that is, Victoria, but basically it's cardboard. So making a cardboard robot look. But a cardboard okay. chest plate, red shirt, and blue pants might look kind of basic. So what what do you do with the con crunch, Victoria? Um. Well, I mean, honestly, if you feel confident in it, in it rock it. Who gives a shit? Like, that's kind of how I look at it, you know. However, if things meet my, you know, crazy standards and I might not be the most screen accurate or the most, you know, like, perfect, perfectly sewn costume, but if I'm having a good time, who gives a shit? Um, you rock your, you, you know, you rock your look and you do you and who gives a shit what anybody else thinks. However, I do understand wanting to make an impact when you go to a convention, so honestly, YouTube tutorials, if you're, um, if you have a vision for what you want to do, but you don't know how you want to do it or how to actually execute it, I would look up YouTube tutorials and how to do those things. Um, you know, like if you really wanted to get fancy with it, you could make things out of Warbla, which is a, um, it's a thermoplastic that. You know, you, it's pretty expensive, though, because you need to get the actual warbler and then you need to get a heat gun and then you need to, like, shape things around around stuff. A lot of people use warbler to make um, to make armor. Uh, so, like, cosplay armor builds and things like that. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure what the costume uh, it is you want to that you have the one uh, it's supposed to look like. Um, but if you want to email us or, you know. Uh, DM the the at shaking and crying account on Instagram. I will be more than happy to to give you some some better advice once I can actually look at the costume that you want to do. Well, that's very so. polite of you to uh, offer some personal assistance there. Hey, I mean, like I said, everybody starts somewhere, and like I learned by YouTube tutorials and then just trying to do things. So. You know, if you're not if you're not a big sewer and you but you still want to want to cosplay like there are ways to do it. And um, hopefully and I will be at WonderCon. So hopefully uh, if you if you see me, we can um, uh, we can do that. So and I can I can we can get some pictures and post it on the Instagram account and all that jazz. Um, well, you need to you need to get a recording of the uh, uh, panel because this sounds right up uh, Nifty Swirls Alley too. So yeah, I th I'm definitely gonna uh, I'm gonna see if I can get someone to record it for me. Um, yeah, um, are we? Is that it for the tweets today? That is it for the tweets today. So uh, we had a comment on our Instagram. Oh, um, and it was the it was the video of the aftermath of my Elphaba costume. <laughs> and uh, we've talked about Melody in the past, uh, our friend Melody, who listens to the show. And um, in our group of friends, we always make a joke out of um, like whenever whenever I post about cosplay or whatever, we'll get a I'll get an Instagram I'll get a little image of the intervention banner from how I met your mother. Yep. Um, and so Melody, who is sharks girl on Instagram comments, if only Instagram allowed photos and comments intervention JPG. <laughs> so that's my, that's our friends being shady and telling me I need an intervention, which, you know, I fully admit to. So you, you might, that's but all our 
at the same yeah, time is our... what makes you happy. Oh. So go for it. It does. Yeah, don't piss on my bliss. <laughs> well, Damn I it. think I think that's some good advice to end this episode of shaking and crying on. But have a ton of fun at your convention. I'm a little jealous. I don't get to go, but uh, I'll I'll get to go to Dragon Con. I'll tell you all about that. So yeah, and I'm sure I'll have plenty of stories uh, for next week's show. Um, and yeah, so thanks for thanks for listening to episode seven, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.